Mastermind Agent is proud to present success calls. Top real estate agents from across North America reveal their success secrets, strategies, and systems in up-close and personal interviews. You can find all the calls at www.mastermindagent.com. Hi, I'm Mike Cerrone with Mastermind Agent. Welcome to Success Calls. Today, we're talking with Gary Rays with Remax in Eugene, Oregon. Last year, he closed 60 transactions with a total sales volume of $15 million. His average sales price was $251,000, of which 35% were buyers and 65% were sellers. He has one part-time office assistant and uses the services of a contract transaction coordinator. Welcome to the call, Gary. It's good to be here. Hey, Gary, it's great to have you here. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm really excited to talk with you. So let's go ahead and jump right in. Uh, okay. Instead of talking about what you're doing today, let's go back for a minute and talk about what you did before you got into real estate. Well, I was a teacher at middle school and uh, taught for 32 years. Loved it. It was a great career. Before that, at the age of 21, I had my real estate license. And I worked high-rise construction during the day, and I was a real estate agent in the evenings and on weekends, and I sold nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, then I, of course, I was talked into going into the teaching program, did that at a young age, and, and taught for 32 years, loved it. Great career. But it was time for a new, a new venture, so I went back to my other love, which was real estate. First, a quick word from our sponsor, Real GTV, real estate agent lead generation television. Need more referrals? Get a free script and simple three-part plan used by a top agent to receive and close 74 referral transactions in one year. Just go to freereferralscript.com. That's freereferralscript.com. Now, back to the show. Wow. Wow. Now, when you had your license, did you have your license the entire time you were a teacher or did you no, put no. it on ice? No, I let uh, that went away. I went ahead and once my career became teaching, uh, I just let my real estate license expire. Ah, very good. Now, you said you taught for 32 years. Uh, what yeah. were you teaching? Who were you teaching? Um, I taught I taught hormones. I mean, eighth graders, eighth graders. <laughs> that's what I taught. I taught uh, math, science and woodshop. So eighth graders, so you're doing uh, junior high, middle school. Correct. Uh, they're just coming in their own. Uh, that must have been a lot of fun. Well, it, it was enjoyable. Uh, a lot of people can't uh, stomach the, uh, the middle school mentality, but it, it was a good career, and, and I enjoyed it immensely. What I didn't realize, Mike, is I was training these young children to uh, grow up and buy houses from me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to talk some more about that. Now, let me just get this right. So if I'm adding my math up correctly, about your mid-50s is when you retired from teaching. Does that sound about right? That is correct, yes. And you decided you were too young to sit back on a beach somewhere, so you jumped into real estate. Well, I'm not one to ever retire. I mean, I will retire when I can't work any longer, but uh, I need to be uh, doing something productive. Let's do this. I want to make sure that everybody has a big picture of what you're doing and, and a little bit of your background. So let's go through kind of a speed round here. Okay. Uh, first question I have for you is when you got started the second time around, your mid-50s, you got started right after teaching. That first year, did you have a fast start or a slow start? Uh, I think probably for that particular time, I probably had a fast start. Uh, I mean, I, I don't 
I don't remember. It seems to me like I had somewhere between 13 and 17 transactions the first year, but I started halfway through the year. So I started uh, in, in May. And, uh, and of course, at that time, no one was doing very much at, the, at that time. So my, my production was, was fine. Um, from then on, though, every single year except for this last year, my production has always increased. So I've been very fortunate in that, in that style. Um, I had a banner year the year before last, and, and I didn't think I was ever going to match that. And this last year, I didn't quite match it, but almost. So it was a good, another good year. So it's, been, it's been productive all the way through. Let's talk about some of those stats for people. So uh, well, first of all, how long have you been in the business now? Uh, 14 years. 14 years. And last year, how many homes did you sell and what was your sales volume? Oh, gosh. Uh, and I gave you those stats, I think, uh, because I had to look them up. Uh, I closed... I closed in the neighborhood of 50 some transactions last year where the year before I was 60 some. So uh, it was just a little bit less. Uh, the, the market, however, has increased in appreciation. Therefore your, your average sale price of course is continuing up as well. So you don't have to do quite as many transactions as the year before and still get the same gross infra, uh, gross income. But Gary, let me, you know, you did some research for me and sent over some numbers. So let me yeah. just throw them out and you tell me if they sound right. What I have for you is last year you had uh, 60 closings uh, at about 15 million in sales volume. Does that sound about right? Uh, the, everything I sent you was completely accurate, yes. <laughs> I had to look it up because I don't keep track of my own production. I'm always surprised sometimes at the end of the year. I said, oh, well, that was pretty good. That wasn't bad <laughs> at all. And uh, what I had down for you was about 460 in GCI. Does that sound correct for last That's year? That's correct, yes. Well, that is wonderful. And then, and then you mentioned that your best year was the year prior. And in that year, I've got that you sold 69 homes with, worth about $17 million and about uh, 500 and some thousand in GCI. Sound about right? That, that is correct, yes. <laughs> very cool. So you had a couple of years there in a the row. Last year's very productive. And I think what's really interesting about that is, as we just mentioned a minute ago, you're basically a solo agent with a part-time assistant. That is correct. Um, the part-time assistant really doesn't help me in sales, but what she has been helping me with is I do a lot of client uh, appreciation things that go on, and she helps me look good. <laughs> she helps organize all of that and make sure that everything is done uh, correctly, and that takes a lot of pressure off of me. Uh, fantastic. And I want to chat about her in just a second. Let me just try to wrap up this, this stat section. Uh, and I've got over your career, you sold uh, 573 homes, and uh, I don't have the volume, but I have that your GCI was 3.3 million. That's pretty impressive. Well, thank you. Uh, again, it's it's one of those things where my goals are to to do a good job and to continually be um, a, an answer person for people needing real estate needs. It's not about I got to be a salesman. That that never works. So it, it's it's all been good so far. Well, let's talk about that real fast. I don't want to get I don't want to lose this. You were talking about your assistant, and she helps you with client appreciation. Items. Yes. What are those items? What do you do to, to appreciate your clients? Well, we do several things. Uh, first of all, I do what they call a marketing new, which means every month 
uh, my sphere, which are my past clients, uh, get a something of value, whether that's a cupcake or a free car wash or whatever. So that goes out on a monthly basis. And she makes sure that my uh, information is all accurate, uh, those types of things. Uh, the other thing, that, one of the other things that she takes care of are the birthdays. Now, she makes sure that everyone gets a birthday card, and that's not a big deal. But what is a big deal is that she makes sure that all the clients that have children under 21 gets a $10 gift certificate, certificate to Barnes & Noble. Um, and that's a big deal. It goes to the children to go buy books. But it also is a, has a big effect uh, with appreciation from the parents. Uh, another thing we do, of course, is the pie uh, giveaway at, at Thanksgiving time. And I think last year I, I gave away about 170, 70 some. It was either, either 173 or 177 pies last year. And that's always a big deal because we do it in a comedic way. They have to come to the office to pick up the pie. I dress up as a cook. I have a big chef's hat on and I smear baking powder on my, uh, on my cheeks that make it look like I've baked them. Of course, everyone knows I did not. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I have a big, uh, a big sign that, that as they enter and says, thank you clients for, I appreciate all the, the support and loyalty signed Gary, your realtor for life. And then underneath that, it says, don't worry. That's my life, not yours. <laughs> Remember, I'm 72, <laughs> so there's there's a short period there. <laughs> oh man, that is awesome! That is awesome. So you're uh, you're doing a lot of a lot of things. Let's back up though and make sure that people get that bigger picture of your business. What percentage of your business is coming from these repeated referrals from your past clients and sphere of influence? Over 95%, Mike. Uh, most all of my business comes from people who know me. Uh, and again, I, I, I'll, I'll finish with, with the, some of the client referrals and I'll go back to that. Another thing of the, of the client appreciation thing is that we do a comedy show. I bring comedians in and we do a big, big to-do for them, for, for, for parents only, because it's not quite G-rated when, when you do a comedy show. But we do a comedy show and, and we do a pizza thing at the 4th of July and, and just various things throughout the year. But as far as the sphere itself, it's mostly people that know me. Now, I, have, I also belong to a chorus and I sing in a barbershop quartet. So a lot of people know me from that area as well. And I get a lot of referrals from there. And, it, and we have happened to have a, a comedy style quartet, which is why I try to lean a lot of my advertising a little bit on the comedic side. Not all, but, but uh, some of it. And so people who know me, and a lot of people do in this particular area, um, that works very well for us. Did you use a lot of humor when you were teaching the eighth graders? Oh, of course, you have to. Not, not really silly humor. Well, it was silly humor, but it wasn't slapstick humor. You, some humor goes a long way with kids, um, but you don't want to force humor because if you force humor and it doesn't work, oh, that's not a good thing. <laughs> but, uh, but the kids are easy to, to, to use humor with. And, you know, if they got out of line, I just told them to go out and play in the freeway. You know, little things, <laughs> that they, little stupid things that they like. <laughs> so, so maybe that's uh, maybe that's a key. Maybe you should write a book that uh, real estate agents should market to their people, like talking to an eighth grader. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you say that, and it's and it's funny because 
a little bit off base. In my comedy quartet, I can remember going to some schools and dumbing down our presentation with some physical humor because we were going to be at elementary schools. And believe it or not, we then use that same dumbed-down world and tried it with our adult audience, and it worked just the same. People like, people like humor. They like to escape. So, right. It's a good way to connect. It's a good way to drop the barriers and connect yes. with people. You know, that's a, that's a big point that you just said. Drop the barriers. Uh, come across honestly and come across with – listen to your people and make sure that, that they – that they feel that they can really trust you and talk with you. Good. So if there's an agent listening that they, they love humor and so forth, make sure they're not suppressing that, but let it out and be part of who they are and how they do their business. Be themselves. Correct. Uh, very good. Well, this is great. So um, let's jump into a couple more things here. First of all, where is, uh, before some people know, where is Eugene, Oregon? Well, in Oregon, uh, people mostly know where Portland is. And if you were to go directly south for 100 miles, we're, we would be in Eugene, Oregon, home of the University of Oregon, the Ducks. I have my University of Oregon shirt on today because our women, who are rated number three in the nation, are playing tonight. And we're, we'll, we'll be there. But uh, we're in the Willamette Valley, so our, our uh, we don't get a lot of extreme temperatures. Once in a while, we'll go, we will go over 100 degrees in the summer, but very seldom. It stays in the low 90s through the summer, 85 to 90. And in the wintertime, very seldom do we go below freezing. So we're in a very moderate type of climate. What's Our population, population there? How many people are there? Uh, well, in Eugene itself, it's just under 100,000. But if you take all of Lane County, which we, we uh, take care of, we're looking at a little over 300,000 in all of Lane County. Now, give everybody a quick overview of your market, just a quick 60-second overview. What kind of homes are you selling? What's your average price, days on the market, and are prices going up, down, or flat? They are starting to flatten. The days on the market is now changed from around 46 days on the market to an average of about 60 days on the market because things slow down through December, January. We have about 2.2 months of inventory, which is up considerably from our 1.6 months of inventory. Our average price is about the 200, and, well, average, I'll say median, price range is around the $270,000 mark. And are you typically working with first-time home buyers, uh, mid-range, move up, move down, or uh, luxury? Good, good question. I don't work much with the luxury. To be quite frank, we don't have a lot of luxury homes. Um, I sold a few million-dollar homes this last year, but most of my buyers are either first-time home buyers because of the students, or they are second-time home buyers, which are in that $270,000 range to $350,000. Thanks for giving us that quick overview. At this point, I want to dive deeper into how you're generating leads and business, uh, how you're making that work. Now, you've mentioned a couple times that you're working with, with former students, and I want to dive into that at this point. So uh, what percentage of your business over the years has come from the students? Uh, from students itself, I don't have an exact percentage, but I'm guessing that it's probably around 60%. Wow. So this is a really big portion of your business. Yes. Uh, now, these 
these students, they were in eighth grade. They weren't old enough to buy a home when you were teaching them. So now they're getting older. How did you stay in touch with them over those years? How did they know about you uh, so that by the time they got to the point they want to buy a home, you're still in their life? Well, I do a lot of accepting of Facebook, first of all, because they're all on Facebook. But the two areas, I do a Madison Middle School, that's our particular school that I taught at, I do a reunion every year at a pizza place and invite all the people from, from the several years that, that uh, uh, went to that school, and I invite them to fr free pizza and, and pop. Uh, they have to buy their own uh, beer, but, the, but the, the soft drinks and the pizza is free, and I sponsor that. Uh, I have a balloon lady, or a, a balloon uh, person who ties balloons for the kids, and I have a face painter, and you know we make a production out of it. So that's one way. The other thing is, besides the other one is Facebook, is I also have a couple of billboards, um, and I don't recommend billboards normally for a realtor, but in this case, um, so many of my students are driving down the road, and they get excited when they see my face on a billboard, <laughs> and it just it's top of mind type of, of, of a situation. And I try to do a little bit of comedic uh, look to the billboard and I get lots and lots of comments on it. And they just, it brings a smile to their face as they drive by because it's just a comedic kind of uh, top of mind awareness. Do you have just one billboard or multiple billboards? I, I, have, I have two. And, and are they near the school? No, they're not. They're on main thoroughfares, however. Okay. Uh, and the and what's, the, what's the message on the sign and what's the picture on the well, sign? Well, the last one that I did was just this, remember the home alone with the kid that goes, it's that kind of a look. And it says, my home is worth how much? And so, you know, it's, it's just a, a comedic look. And yet it still gets the message off that the homes are up in value, might be a good time to sell. Wow, nice. So it says, my home is worth how much? And yeah, what, with, just with a big emphasis on how. The how gets, you know, larger. So my, my home is worth how much? So that's, that's the kind of the, the theme on that one. And the reason I did that is because many years ago, I started the billboard campaign just to remind all my students that I'm in real estate. So that's fine. And then the the person the, the company that has the billboards they lost their lease in the particular areas that I was doing it so we took the billboards down and didn't worry about it and that they were down for over a year and the people still come by it came by to me and said oh man I see your your billboards everywhere I only at that time I only had one and it, and, and it had been down for a year and they still remembered it so I thought you know maybe I should put a board or two up again. And the other thing that you have to think about is, uh, even though the boards are $400 a month each, so that's a pretty expensive dose there, but if you didn't spend that money, the government would take 40% of that dollar anyway. So I'm really, out of my, out of my net, I'm really only paying 60% of that cost. So I justified it in that fashion. And I do get a lot of comments about it. Are you able to track how much business comes in from it? Or is it no. more you just get a feel I, because people are making no. comments? I'd love to say, yes, I could track that. But no, it's, again, it's just top of mind. And they call. I get a call probably average once a week from one of my former students. Now, where they all come from, they all know I'm in real estate now. So it could be from Facebook. 
because, you know, I, I, I comment sometimes. I don't comment much about real estate, but I comment to whatever their needs and, and situation is. So I keep in touch that way. And I also, uh, again, the top of mind with the Madison Middle School reunions and the drive-by billboards and the advertisements in Homes and Land or, or whatever the magazines, that, that helps remind them that they want to work with a trusted realtor, so why not work with Mr. Ray's? So they just recognize your face from all, from all those years ago, and that makes them want to connect again. That's correct. Correct. Do you have a, a database of these former students uh, other than what you've mentioned so far? Have you created any kind of formal database well, or software program? That's, that's a good question. We use, I use a, a little CRM that we have a lot of the Madison kids, uh, the school kids, I call it kids, they're in their mid-30s. Uh, I have them in a separate database, but I also have them included in the Marketing You uh, if they've ever responded to me. And I also have them uh, in the general sphere as well. And how did you put together that database of uh, names and contact oh, information? Well, when they, when they come for the Madison Middle School uh, pizza, they have to sign in uh, for a drawing. It's always the drawing for a big gift basket. or a, Actually, I've given away an, a, a trip to Mexico on, on one occasion because I wasn't using my timeshare. And so uh, that's a big deal. So uh, it's easy to get their emails and, and their, their information. So that's where that started. And, you know, we've kept it up from there. So you built the database. There was no central location for you to go purchase or acquire the database. You no. just built it up over the years as people came back in your life. Correct. Okay. Correct. And, but you put yourself in the way of this happening. For instance, this uh, reunion. How long have you been doing the reunion? Oh, gosh. I think we've done it four years straight now. Okay. So four years you've been doing the I've reunion. Already, Mike, I've already had people email me to put it so they can put it on their calendar in July. <laughs> they want to know when the next, what exact date the next one is. How many so, people typically show up? Uh, oh, probably a hundred and, and, and with their kids and so on, probably a hundred people, but it's, it's just a visitation. I don't do any real estate uh, stuff at all other than putting my, my pad of, of paper on each table so they can write their email if they need to or, or something that has my face on it as a realtor. That's the only real estate advertising I do when they come. I, I try to keep it separate so that I'm not becoming a salesman. How many, uh, what time, what day do you do it during the week and, and what hours? I, are you talking about the pizza thing? Yeah, the, the pizza um, reunion event that you do. I try to do that on a Thursday or Friday evening in the summer when I know that they're not going to have other things conflicting. So I try to do it at a time when, you know, it's, it's, it's before all the, the main weekend stuff starts so that they have a, a release and they can still come. And in what hours are you holding it? Is it starting uh, at 5 we'll, we'll, or 4? No, we'll go from 5 to 8 o'clock. Five to eight, and yes, you have and a. Do you have a registration table at the front? Do you have people sign in? Do you have them do a name yes. tag? You have, You said you have them register for a. I a do. Drawing. I have them. They all have to to put their names in and put name tags on because a lot of it is visiting with each other, and that's what it's all about. They they come to visit with each other. 
And so, as a matter of fact, Mike, I told you earlier when, when we, we had our phone conversation that I had a meeting today, it happens to be with one of my Madison middle schoolers that comes annually to my pizza thing. <laughs> and so she's purchasing <laughs> the house and wants me to write an offer today. Wow. <laughs> so there you go. Wow, that is fantastic. It's right there in action. Um, Anything else that people should know if they were thinking about putting on a party, a pizza party in this case? Now, you're doing it for students. They could do it for a group that they are affiliated with. Uh, but is there anything else that you could tell them to make a party like a pizza party go off well? Well, the, the, the pizza thing is probably the easiest because it, it allows people to sit with whom they wish to visit with. And you can be, I mean, you can have it at your office. I've done my pie uh, event at my office we have a big reception area and that's a big deal and it gives a chance for people to sit around and visit and have other foods available and wine and all of that but the pizza thing is the most easily run because you're not doing any of the cooking and you're just it's it's an easy thing to do um the thing that i you always want to have something of value to give away to to attract current email addresses and phone numbers one another thing that I'm doing that it doesn't we don't give uh, we don't attract new emails or anything, but I also do a a third of July pizza giveaway. So I have the pizzas, the frozen pizzas already there, and they just swing by the parking lot, and we have a tent out there, and they just come by at a certain time and pick up their pizza as a and of course the pizzas are only five dollars a piece or whatever and you'll get over a hundred people that'll drive by just to say hello and again it's that touch that that is so important drive by pickup okay let's go back to the reunion event just to wrap that up and make sure we got everything that was there uh what's your total cost of that event uh the pizza event cost me about 2200 total 2200 for about 100 people yes and that and that is incorporating the person that does the balloons for three hours and also the paint the face painter those are big deals to kids and that keeps the kids occupied by the way while the parents can visit and then you are free to wander around and just be the good guy <laughs> Um, and is the pizza served a buffet style or how, how's that working out? They have a long table and they just keep bringing pizzas out of varying, of various kinds. And we have them, uh, come out at a particular rate and slow it down, of course, towards the end. Who's registering the people when they walk in? Um, I, either my wife or, or, or my assistant who only works a few hours a day. She has a young child, so I'm very flexible with her. Uh, she's, she's, again, she's kind of my events person. <laughs> now, how long have you had your, uh, your assistant? Uh, this particular assistant, uh, we're going on about uh, 18 months now. 18 she's one of my former and, students. <laughs> and where, where did you find her? Actually, she applied here at Remax and uh, for a particular position, and I found out about it. And I knew her needs were part time because of her young child, and my needs were part time. And so it's very flexible, and it has worked out very very well for me. And the fact that I have a transaction uh, department that I can take all the paperwork to at a very low cost, I might add. Um, it makes my world much easier. She just recently, within the last 
week has received her real estate license now. So she's going to uh, become more, more uh, important to me because now she can take some of the buyers when I'm uh, off doing something else. So that's going to be a, an improvement for me. And is your assistant, is, is she one of your former students? She is a former student, yes. <laughs> it just cycles around. You probably know and, all the and kids. And that was by accident. <laughs> but, but you have to realize when you teach us, when you have taught as long as I have, half this town are my former students. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, very good. All right, so uh, I think we wrapped up everything on the, the pizza event where you do it in the parlor, the, the reunion. Uh, you've mentioned how you get the word out. You also did mention this drive-by, though. This is really interesting. You do it on July 3rd, so right before Independence Day. Uh, do you set that at a tight amount of hours, just a yes. couple of hours, so that those pizzas don't you know, uh, burn up? It, that's correct, and we have them all on ice, and we have it covered, and we have blankets over the ice. We have, we, like, use a, if nothing else, use a pickup bed, spread it with ice, and put the pizzas in there and put a blanket over it and, and back it in under a, a tent type of scenario so that the sun can't get to it. And, uh, you know, you'll be fine. We haven't had any issue whatsoever. Yeah, you're just uh, basically making sure you get the word out. How many people uh, stopped by to pick up pizza? Uh, we had about 110. 110 people, and I think you said it was $5 a pizza? That is correct. So this event's costing you about $500, and I bet it's getting a lot of goodwill. Uh, very much so. And we'll have the little flag that, you know, the little flag to go with it. You know, it just, again, we try to tie that in. Now, a quick word from our sponsor, RealGTV, real estate agent lead generation television, where top agents reveal exactly how they create consistent flows of home buyer and home seller leads into their practices every month. Need more leads? Hit the pause button right now. Open Google and search RealGTV. That's R-E-A-L-G dot TV. Now, back to the show. Another thing I do, I didn't even mention this, uh, another touch, I might add, like Valentine's Day. We, we do Valentine. We, we have singing telegrams that we do for all our, our uh, uh, for my chorus to go out and do that as part of the quartet. But what I do also is I record uh, a song that... At Christmas time, it was a humorous Christmas song, and sent that out to my sphere. And we'll do, we did one for the Valentine's Day, sent that out. We'll do one for St. Patrick's Day, and we'll do one for the Fourth of July. And so it's again, it's just a, it's nothing to do with real estate. It has everything to do with keeping in front and reminding your kids that you are who you are. It's because these things are your passion. You mentioned before that you're in a quartet. Uh, a singing quartet, yes. and I happen to know that you compete uh, on the national stage. You really enjoy doing this, uh, and you've been able to take that and your humor and tie it all together and make sure that you're presenting that to your group so that they can connect with you that way. Yes. we. Uh, matter of fact, two, three weeks ago now, we were at the Grand Old Opry and had a chance to perform on that stage, which was a big deal to us. Now, my wife went with me, and of course, it was a, was it a big deal to her? Eh, not so much. What was <laughs> a big deal to her was the fact that we got to see in person Blake Shelton, and we were only about 
15 feet away from him as he did a free concert for 200 people. And we were part of that. That was the highlight of her day. It had nothing to do with me. <laughs> Whoever Blake Shelton is. <laughs> That's great. Well, very good. Um, and so you mentioned that you do these uh, little songs. So what they may be a couple minutes long, they're, uh, they're tied into the season. And then do you email that out to people with a link yes. for them to go yes. back and listen? Or how's that work? I use BombBomb, Bomb, which is a video a blasting situation. And I do that. The other thing that I do, too, by the way, um, is that we also do a birthday song that I send out to each and every one of my people who have a birthday. So they open up their, their video, and there's a birthday song for them. So that's kind of neat. And, of course, we have it already recorded. And so they don't... Uh, uh, they think, my goodness, they did that just for me. Well, it's actually pre-recorded. <laughs> but I email I video you send out on their birthday, you singing happy birthday. Uh, how do you get around? They all have different names. Oh, good question. What it, I had a young man who was very good with the computer, which I'm not, and he videoed me one day. First of all, we did the quartet did its its regular birthday song, and then we had. I used the same clothing and stepped out, and then I did individual messages for each and every person. It took a little bit of time, obviously, to go through all of that, and he spliced it all and put it together for me. So all I had to do was go to my, let's say, January birthdays, and there's a whole list of different ones, and find the right one, and he already had the link set up. I don't do that. I'm not smart enough to do that, but he is. And so with a couple of clicks, they had a personal message sent to them. Wow. Wow. So you actually recorded an individual message for each of the names on your list. Yes. And it would be very simple. Like, hey, Sam, good to see you. Happy birthday to you. I know you're getting awfully old. I mean, gosh, you've, you've almost hit 50. Hey, tell everybody hello and have a great day. And that's all it was. And they just put that on the end of the birthday song. Yeah, but how personal. It's not much more personal than your birthday with a personalized message. That yes. must really touch their heart. Now, an, an agent doesn't need to do this, the song, but certainly they could do the uh, the bomb bomb real quickly, and that only takes a little bit of time. And once you get used to doing it, it's very simple, very easy, and you don't need to go through all the, the, the difficulty that I went through to get all of this put together. You can just simply do a, you can be driving in your, don't drive in your car. You could be sitting in your car and uh, do a quick bomb bomb to the, uh, or to a quick video message to whoever. And that's a very effective tool, by the way. Yeah, you could just make it part of your daily prospecting uh, or your weekly prospecting, the birthdays that week, just make a message, send it out. What and, and of course, this is where my assistant has helped me so uh, effectively is she has all the birthdays way ahead of time. So you already know each morning who those birthdays go to. So that's a very effective tool and it's not difficult to do. You're doing a lot of events um, throughout the year to stay in touch with your people. Do you have a goal to touch them once a month or once a quarter? What's your objective? Well, they do get touched several times a month. They get a newsletter from me, which is, is a canned newsletter that I just add a few things to. Uh, by referral only is the, is the news, newsletter that I use. And people, that their clients out there probably know who that program is. It's $49 a month for the, for the 
newspaper or for the news article. And you can put in your own things. I have somebody that's a private contractor put in my letters for me or any or the crossword puzzles or anything they want to add or, and, and they mail them out for me. So my total cost on that with the magazine or the newsletter is about $300 a month, including postage. So they get touched that way. They get touched by uh, what I call the marketing you, which is our Remax uh, situation where they send out to your sphere uh, something of value, whether it's a car wash, cupcake, uh, Christmas tree, what have you. And that's very effective. And we get a lot of nice responses from that as well. So they're, they're continually being touched. Those are just the automatics. And then, of course, you have your personal ones, the birthdays and, and the, the client events. So it sounds to me like you're sending out a newsletter monthly, and that's by mail. Uh, you're sending out a postcard monthly. That's by mail as well. Uh, then you're, you're doing, uh, and those are all both monthly. That's 24 contacts a year. And then you're doing four events throughout the year, uh, maybe a little more or less, but each year. Mm -hmm. That's giving you another three to five contacts a piece for each of those. There's another 20 contacts. And, th and those, and Mike, those are very personal ones. So those are more important than the newsletter and, and the marketing you. The, the personal contacts, they trump everything. Do you try to uh, make a face-to-face -face contact or a phone contact with the people in your database? Now we're going to talk about my weakness. My weakness is I don't discipline myself enough to make calls. They always say make calls, write a personal note. They're golden. And any, any agent, especially a new agent, needs to do that. I, unfortunately, don't do enough of that. If I know that somebody is having a, a difficulty medically or whatever, I will make a personal call and talk about them. Uh, and, and I don't even bring up uh, anything about real estate. So that's my, those are my phone calls. I don't make any personal calls to say, hey, Fred, how you doing? By the way, do you know anybody that needs to buy or sell? I don't do that. You just make sure you're staying in front of them as, as far as being in their life, helping them and being of service. Correct. Let's go back and look at the bigger picture. 95% of your business is coming from these repeated referrals. Talk about the database. How many people are in the database? I was not very many, actually, probably 350 to 400 ish. That is great. So 350 to 400 people in the database, uh, 60 closings ish, just under that. You're like one in six are, mm -hmm. are, are coming to you either the repeat or refer. That's really awesome. Well, it's, it, I, I tell everybody it's a lot of that is because I'm old and there are a lot, I know a lot of people. <laughs> Yeah, but you're focusing on a pretty small group. We talk to yes. people who have databases 10, 20, 30 times bigger, but they're not able to give this personal touch that you are. Um, in fact, how did you create this database? Uh, you, you've got your students in there. I get that. Who else is in the database? Well, and again, my chorus that I sing with is a, is a major. I probably have done 30 transactions just with my chorus uh, over the years, and, you know, 30 30 transactions may or may not sound like very many, but that's just another, that's just another little bonus. And How many people are in the chorus? What's, uh, there's only about 50 guys in our chorus. So 50 but, people and you got 30 transactions, that's pretty good return. Well, remember, that's revolving. They don't all stay and, they, you know, and some of them move and, and they know that I'm their guy. So that, that all works. 
the other thing, sometimes, again, they just come from word of mouth. Word of mouth is a big, big thing. I don't do a great job of of promoting testimonials. I just never get get around to asking for them. But my assistant sometimes does. She, she'll go out of her way to try to get a testimonial or, or two, but they're always very good. And we just, we don't really do much with them. But again, uh, the word of mouth is vastly important to, to the continuing growing of the database. What CRM software are you using? Well, we do the Buffini uh, program where, well, I say we do the program. I don't do the pop buys and all of that that so many agents know about. Um, what I do is I just use their CRM, which is a, uh, it's a, it's an automatic system that reminds you how often you need to call somebody. And, and, and we, that's where I park the phone numbers and the emails. There's, there, I'm sure there are better programs out there for that. <laughs> And that's just so that you have a central database for you and your assistant to make sure you're inviting everyone to the events or sending Correct. out these uh, letters and postcards. Yes. Like, for example, on our pie event, uh, because it's, it's not all that important that they come and get a pie, but what is important is that we've made a contact. So uh, Amy, my assistant, will send out a postcard, will send out emails reminding them of, them of pie day, but, and then they have to order and call back or email back what they want for their pie. And if they don't, then I personally end up calling what's left and say now, are you, and some of them don't need a pie because they'll be out of town, but the point is you still made the contact. And so you've, you basically have touched 400 people and, and like I said, 173 or 177, whatever it was, pies, people came in for pies. So that's, that's, that's a pretty good return, but you also have made that personal contact with all of your database. Now, people are probably listening to us, and they're probably thinking, my gosh, you're doing so many of these things, these four events, you're sending out all this mail, but you're focusing it on a pretty small group. So my question is, what is your annual budget to market to these people? Oh, you want me to say exactly to the to the percent, don't you? Or just you? either a, a dollar think, amount or percent. I just want people to get a scale of what's yes. going on there. Well, marketing-wise, is has probably accounted for, I would say, between 15 and 20% of my gross income. That's great. And that, and, and Mike, I got to tell you, that's a stab in the dark. That's, a, that's an approximate number because I have never really thought about it. Uh, I know that... My income far surpasses my expenditures. That's important. <laughs> <laughs> and that's fantastic. And that's what it needs to be and should be. Uh, but for instance, you're doing those billboards that are rather expensive. I, yes. I ran the quick number about 10 grand a, a year on yes. that. Uh, but other than that, you're, you're just spending these smaller amounts to make sure people are happy in these events and these mail outs to make sure you stay in touch with them. And you're doing it on a nice, small, targeted group, people that know you and are going to understand when they receive that postcard or see, uh, they get one of your personal uh, 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 emails with your singing. They know it's you. Well, and the other thing that I do, Mikey, you want to know about how I reach out to people that I don't know. And so I do that in a way. I also do a radio. I, I advertise inexpensively on the radio. I get about 150 um, advertisements per month, and, and, the, and the cost is $500. But 
I tie in with that that I am their real estate expert. So I go on once a month and update their radio listenership on the current conditions of the market in Lane County. And so, um, and you're going to say, well, how many people do you get from that? I don't know. <laughs> I know that people say, hey, I heard you on the radio. But what it does allow me to do is I also, I'll use the, the word name dropping. I happen to, to uh, let people know when I'm interviewing that I happen to be the, I speak on the radio once a month updating. And that just automatically gives you some credibility uh, with the people that you're, that you're doing a listing appointment with, that you're the expert. Ah, so you're, you might be using the billboard and the radio more as a closing instrument to show that your expertise to people that don't know you yet. Yes, that's correct. Uh, very good. Well, let's see. I, I'm going to move along here. We're doing a great job talking about marketing. People have an understanding of what you've done there. We've talked about your team. You have the one part-time assistant, very flexible in the schedule. She just got her license, so she has not been licensed to date. Uh, then you also have transaction coordinator you're paying in the office. How much are you paying for the transaction coordinator? I think you're paying per transaction. Yes, that is correct. Per transaction. And if the transaction falls apart, they get nothing. If it goes together, uh, then it's $325. And they take care of everything. Ordering <laughs> inspections, making sure that, that we have bids for the repairs. All of that gets taken care of by the transaction department. Uh, just that frees you up to do what you do best, which is stay in front of people, talk to them, find out what their needs are, and help them get a, another home or sell one. That's correct. Uh, very good. Very good. Uh, well, Gary, I got to ask, I think I know the answer, but are you profitable? <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> yes, uh, indeed. Awesome. Do you, and Uncle Sam is very appreciative as well. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you know what your, your percentage of profitability is, a, a percentage of your gross income? Well, yeah, and, and, and again, I, I, don't, I don't nickel and dime like a lot of uh, very proficient uh, agents do, but I'm, I'm at about a 50% uh, in, net income to, to what my gross income is. Does that include paying your taxes? Yes. Okay, so after taxes, you're walking away with about half of what comes in the top. Correct. Wow, that is really, really good. So I'm guessing before taxes, you're probably closer to 70, 80 percent. Uh, yes, more, more like 70 percent. Yes, correct. Uh, very nice. Thank you for sharing. Um, well, Gary, I got to ask you, what drives you? What drives me? Um, I can't. I can't not be productive. I've got to be doing something that is is providing some type of service or some improvement to the world around me. And I don't mean to sound Pollyanna, but that's that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, when I was teaching, like I said, that was a, a the wonderful career. And by the way, more satisfying than real estate. But real estate pays ten times more, and it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't money driven. And now that I'm in real estate, it's kind of not money driven either. I know that sounds crazy. It just comes your way if you're doing things right and you're providing the right service to people and helping them. Things happen in a good way. Gary, you said it already, but I just want to ask again, how old are you? I'm 72, but I don't look a day over 71 and a half. <laughs> how long do you plan on continuing to do real estate? 
Oh, that's a good question. I get asked that a lot. It must be because I look old. Um, that, that answer is simple for me. I will continue to do this as long as I can be productive and health, obviously, is going to catch up with you sooner or later. So as long as I can do it uh, in a healthy and responsible way, I will continue to do it. Could oh, be, that is fantastic. Could be I love it. So it's can. a passion. Yes. It's a passion. It's a passion. So you, you probably already achieved whatever income or net worth goal that you were looking for, and now you're just doing it because you love doing it. Well, I, I'm, and, and I, there's, there's a monetary dr uh, drive as well. I have, I have grandchildren who are going to, going to be going to college, so there's, there's always a need for, uh, to help, help me spend it. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. That is fantastic. Well, Gary, if you were going to advise a brand new agent who's just getting in the business, what would you tell them to do first? Oh, that's a great question. Number one, I would ask them to find the five very giving agents that are very uh, uh, high producing that are willing to share. And I would take each one of them to lunch at a different time and I would pick their brain. That would be the first thing. The second thing, I would try to garner any kinds of, uh, there's good marketing materials out there that are not that expensive, that can help you uh, as long as you follow the plan, and that's always the hard part. There's always shiny objects out there, and you have to be careful. I would, I would have them subscribe to uh, uh, your program. I think, it's, uh, I think it's a worthwhile program. You interview the very uh, high producing uh, agents throughout the country and, and and Canada. So why not buy into your program? It's very inexpensive. And, and the, the, the one thing that I'm glad that you're going back to is in, is interviewing individual agents as opposed to teams, because not everybody needs to be a team. And I think that uh, a lot of new people are going to be buyer's agents or, or if they're trying to start off completely as a, as a regular agent without being a buyer's agent, they especially need the help of, of your type of programs and also uh, talking to, to profitable people that are willing to share. Uh, excellent advice. Excellent advice. Uh, well, Gary, do you think that the top agent interview series that we do called Success Calls uh, is uh, a valuable to agents? You know what? I've subscribed to it for four years. I love them uh, <laughs> because I can, and I'm still old fashioned. I, I download them and put them on, actually, Amy, my assistant, puts them on CDs. What's a CD? <laughs> and I play them in my car. That's when I'm effective. I live 30 minutes away, and so it gives me an opportunity to just listen as I'm driving. That's another little thing that, that I'm going to suggest to new agents. Um, do things in, a, in an effective way. Don't be listening to, to music in the car. Listen to business CDs or DVDs or whatever works for you. Uh, download all of that so that you can listen to it in the car. It becomes very uh, time efficient for you. Uh, very good. A podcast, something, some kind of education. Turn your your car into a classroom. You know, I find putting my computer on in a podcast and putting it on my windshield is really dangerous. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It's something about, and then the police get real nervous. <laughs> so, and, and again, let's go back to the podcast because they are very effective. But for agents who are scrambling around and especially if they get sidetracked, it's hard for them to tie down for an hour and undisturbed. And so the, uh, they need to do the podcast. If they're recorded, they need to do them at home. Uh, 
after the kids go to bed or what have you to try to get uh, undivided attention to whatever they're trying to focus in on. Very good. Well, Gary, I've come to the end of my questions for today. Do you have any parting thoughts for the listeners? Well, the, the, the parting thought that I would say is that the real estate industry is uh, continuing to increase because of the good times that we've had. I don't think that those good times are always going to be there, but the ones that are going to be successful are the ones that have staying power. And the agents that are already in the business, I'm not worried so much about you because you've got plenty of, because they have plenty of, of things to, to garner. But the brand new agents, they need to not get discouraged and they need to be aggressive as far as trying to find lead sources without paying for them. You can go broke in a hurry buying Zillow ads or leads. And so they need to find more efficient and effective ways to, to go, go join different groups. Uh, I knew one person that, that his entire uh, sphere was from bowling. He happened to like bowling and he wasn't married apparently because he bowled in a different league every night. Well, guess what? He had a lot of, of uh, sphere people to, to draw from just from the fact that he was a sociable guy and joined different groups and became very effective that way. So for the new agent, join different groups to try to be involved with their world and try to be effective in helping them as opposed to helping yourself. Excellent. Well, Gary, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for joining me on this success call. You are welcome. Good luck to you. Uh, thank you, Gary. Take care. If you like the show and want to know when the next one's coming out, click the subscribe button. And if you want to hear more episodes like this, give the show a five-star review and write a quick comment. I read them all, and it motivates me to keep going and share the top agent success stories with you. Thanks. If you're looking for more ways to generate leads, check out our sponsor, Real GTV, real estate agent lead generation television and their giant database library of video trainings where top agents reveal, demonstrate, and discuss their best lead generation methods. Visit RealGTV, R-E-A-L-G dot TV. If you're low on funds or just want to get the maximum leverage, check out my masterclass webinar titled Top 5 Free Lead Sources for Real Estate Agents. Learn more at FreeLeadTime.com. That's FreeLeadTime.com. Oh, and if you have a real estate friend who needs some inspiration, tell them about the Success Calls podcast. And don't you forget to subscribe right now to hear all the great top agent ideas. Keep moving forward. You've been listening to Success Calls on the Mastermind Agent Network, where top real estate agents from across North America reveal their success secrets, strategies, and systems in up-close and personal interviews. You can find all the calls at www.mastermindagent.com.